0: This course is the most accessible way you can work with me personally as well. And while you have a lifetime access to the course content and obviously lifetime access to the skills and relationships you build as part of this course, you're also really not thrown in the deep end at all because I keep the cohort small on purpose so that you get that mentorship and support from me throughout the whole thing. So we're gonna get you so excited about the opportunities ahead for your business, super clear on your growth strategy and how you're going to build meaningful and pivotal relationships. It's gonna be so good. And doors open on the 11th of August. They're only open for 10 days though. So make sure you're on the wait list so that you don't miss out. We're actually kicking the cohort off on um, August 22nd. So immediately after the doors open, Hello and welcome to Stop, Collaborate and Listen. We are a podcast about marketing, collaboration and business and we're brought to you by com, the matchmaker for brands. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Stop, Collaborate and Listen. I am so sorry that this episode is late and it is Still echoey. I cannot tell you how many times I've tried to record this podcast. I'm in San Francisco at the moment, and it's just pretty hard to find a room that doesn't completely sound super echoey, so I'm sorry about that. But my name is Jess Rufus, and I thought today we would cover a couple of tips around getting media exposure for your business. So some of you know that PR is actually how I got started in my career. So I used to work in fashion and lifestyle publicity. Um, And then I swapped the high heels for regular non-ankle breaking shoes when I took a job in marketing for B2B businesses and dabbled in a little bit of PR in this as well. Um, And I also educated on how to DIY your own PR in this job. So today I thought we would dive in with five quick tips for getting started with PR for your brand. So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, so publicity is something I absolutely wouldn't recommend rushing into. There's a reason people have full-time jobs doing PR, and I know because I've been one of those people. Um, You basically need to have a strategy behind your PR activity and be in it for the long haul because at its core, PR is really dependent on great relationships. So if you're serious about media, we do have an online course which you can DM me for on Instagram. We're at Collabosaurus.com that on Instagram, um, we'll make it available on request. But I thought today we would cover some quick things that you can definitely get started with, um, with DIYing your own PR, and they're super simple. So here are my first five that are my go-to for getting started, and we definitely won't be able to cover everything in this 10-minute episode, but good place to start. Okay, tip number one, create a go-to Dropbox folder of key assets. So make sure that in this folder you have things like high resolution imagery, and high resolution imagery is 300 dpi imagery which you can google how to find that it's pretty much just on a mac you can open it with preview and click command i and make sure that it's 300 dpi basically this just makes sure that print publications um, don't print pixelated fuzzy imagery of your stuff so you need high resolution if you're going to be reaching out to physical publications so make sure that you have headshots ready to go as cringeworthy as they are to execute (laughs) headshots are really great to have as well as product Shots um, and make sure that you get a professional photographer to do those, as well as having a short bio of the company and of you. um, A sample of your writing is also really great to have inside that job box folder or even some facts and figures and reference points that you can that relate to your broader industry that then you can draw on when it comes to creating a well-rounded story about your business and the industry that you're playing in. So really great place um, to find those are other news articles um, keeping an eye on the whole industry space and other players in that space as well as you know looking at things like the Bureau of Service Statistics for example. Okay, so in this Dropbox folder, you've got high resolution imagery, headshots, product shots, a short bio of the company and of yourself, samples of your writing if you've got it, um, as well as a, like a Google Doc folder of maybe, you know, facts and figures and interesting notes about the industry at large so basically this is to help you those facts and figures are really great because it'll help you create a story that's not too advertising because if you send a PR pitch to a journalist that is too you know my brand is amazing you'll get sent straight to the advertising department so it's really good to have you know a well-rounded interesting take on the industry as a whole Tip number two is make a list of top five publications you'd love to be in, and understand why you want to be in those publications. So sometimes the lure of a big magazine is a magazine name is really attractive, but the readership of that magazine might not reflect. You know your customers. So if your goal is sales, make sure you think about niche publications or online blogs that have the right kind of readership um, that are going to be your potential customers. On the other hand, if you're looking for alignment and credibility, the big news publications are definitely awesome to look at. But make sure that you need like you'd need a newsworthy topic to get into news publications, for example. So make a list of the top five and understand why you want to be in those publications. Tip number three is get familiar with that publication, the journalists that you're going to be reaching out to. So my tip is look for common threads of interest, see what sort of what those journalists typically are writing about and how they structure their headlines. Um, Regular journalist names um, might continue to sort of pop up for a particular publication and they're great to jot down. Look at what that journalist is interested in and what they're writing about. Um, Also look at how they format their stories as well. So that way you can confidently frame your own pitch to be in line with their interests and their style as well. Tip number four is to sign up to Harrow and Sourcebottle for reactive opportunities. So there's a difference between proactive and reactive PR. Proactive is going out there and pitching um, journalists and publications your stories or you know submitting um, contributor articles and things like that. Whereas reactive is kind of quickly reacting to opportunities as they come up. And Sourcebottle and Harrow, H-A-R-O, they're both really great free resources that basically Basically get structured almost like an email newsletter twice a day where you'll get notified of any journalists that are writing articles um, that relate to your industry or your area of expertise. So that way you can reach out straight away and, you know, submit a quote or submit a comment um, and basically get in and piggyback on other uh, articles that are being written. I've definitely had some success with big and small uh, publications through Sourcebottle. I absolutely love it. Tip number five is reach out with the appropriate approach. So you actually have a ton of ways to sort of to choose from when it comes to pitching to media. And it totally depends on the publication. It depends on your product or service. And it's really hard to go through every single one of these today. But I might just quickly sort of mention them in the list format. And then if you're interested in learning more, you can definitely get in touch on Instagram and have a look at our broader course. But for example, there's things like, you know, the newsworthy approach, in which case there's like urgency around it and you're reaching out to news publications. There's contributor pieces, which are often quite evergreen. There's giftings or press send-outs, as well as media events that you could look at. And again, it totally depends on where you're at and the type of publications that you're trying to get in front of. But I would definitely probably the biggest thing I want to mention here is the difference between reaching out to a news publication and reaching out for a contributor piece. So a common mistake I see happening with small businesses is they'll reach out to a news publication, let's say um, the Sydney Morning Herald, with an article idea that's like, you know, um, how to (laughs) build a great social media presence. For example, um, if they're like a social media agency, and that kind of article is evergreen. There's no urgency around it. Um, you know, if, for example, this social media agency have just secured a partnership with, you know, some big company like Kmart, for example. So this social media agency secures partnership with Kmart. <laughs> That's a newsworthy piece because something has just happened. There's sort of a time frame around it, and it's more interesting to a news. I feel like I'm not making any more sense anymore, I've just gone on a tangent, but there's newsworthy versus contributor piece and make sure that you are um, defining between those two and that uh, your reach out approach is appropriate to the uh, publication that you're reaching out to. Okay, so they're my five tips, and I actually have some other notes that I want to mention in this episode. So, the first one is don't get caught up in the press release. This used to be, you know, the go to thing that everyone did, and they sent out a press release or a media release. And basically, all this is is a quick one pager and a resource for journalists to access key facts, quotes, links information relating to your story. Um, and a lot of large publications actually have an email blocker or for, for anything that says media release or press release, which is understandable because they often, you know, these days have evolved into things that push products. So. Avoid sending a press release, I would say, in my opinion, but I would still recommend writing one for your own reference. It's really good to have a consolidated one pager of all of your key facts, links, quotes and information um, just for your own reference. And then when you do reach out, weave in a few key bullet points into your reach out email rather than sort of attaching a larger press release. So that is extra tip number one. And extra tip number two is to consider collaboration. So doing something really cool with another brand often piques media interest. So co-marketing and collaborations are an incredible way to reach new customers anyway. And while you're at it through really clever cross-promotion, you may as well reach out to Press with this kind of story; it could be really awesome. So I really consider, urge uh, uh, consider you. I really urge you to consider collaborations as part of your broader marketing strategy. And if you haven't checked it out already, it's super easy to do that through Collabosaurus, which is the matchmaker for brands, essentially. So it's totally free to get started, and you can instantly view awesome opportunities on the platform. And we'd absolutely love to see you there. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. I'll pop the links to everything I mentioned in the show notes, everything except our PR 101 course as it's currently not publicly available, but you're welcome to DM me on Instagram at Calabasaurus for that. And I'm more than happy to send that your way. Um, and thank you so much for sharing on social media as well. If you have a second and um, you can tag us at Calabasaurus on Instagram, we would absolutely love that. And we've want to be able to say a massive thank you, so don't forget to tag us. And a big thank you for listening.